As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast who thought Pikachu was just something that Peeping Toms did, it's Sifpa. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks. Pika, pika. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's my marvelous and mercurial co-host, Andrew Ormsby. You're going to run out of adjectives one day. <laughs> Each week, we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. How you doing, Andrew? Good. We're also pleased to introduce guest guru of the show today, it's the Curious Love! Woo! Hello! I'm back for my once a year engagement. <laughs> <laughs> Lo, we love having you on. Hopefully we can have you on more than once a year. Um, <laughs> I, I'm super excited that you're here. Uh, you are a lover of all things Disney, for one. Uh, a yeah. lover of all things fantasy related. Uh, that is also for true. another. Tell me, since we're doing Pokemon today, are you also a lover of all things Pokemon? I love Pokemon. Okay. I begged. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I think my exact words in the email were, listen, if I don't get Detective Pikachu, it's fine. I'll just be sad forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes us very excited to have uh, you on the show. We'd be excited anyway, but it's an added bonus that you're a huge Pokemon fan. Um, I guess since we're chatting about it, before we even get into stuff, Andrew, what's what's your relationship to Pokemon? Pokemon Go, that's it. Oh, so you do play the, you play the I game. I used to. Okay. Yeah. Like right. when everybody in the world played Pokemon Go. Man, that was a thing. That was a thing. It was a huge thing. There was events around Springfield. I, I even recorded an event down in the square where like 3,000 people showed up in the square just to like, uh, I guess. Hunt, catch Pokemon. Uh, catch Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to go on uh, long bike rides on the weekend and I would bike through a park and the parks were one of the central locations that had a lot of the, mm -hmm. the stuff like gyms and, yeah. and those kind of things. The botanical gardens around here mm -hmm. was a huge hot spot for people just to go. So I would, I would ride my bike and I remember like the week or two after it launched or maybe the week or two after it had gotten, you know, huge, mm -hmm. um, like I had to get off my bike and walk my bike because it was just mobs masses of humanity all over the trails and i couldn't you know i was gonna run people over we gotta get you a stationary <laughs> so i don't hurt people yeah 
Oh, well, my experience with Pokemon is uh, even probably less than that. Uh, I watched Pokemon the first movie for the first time for work-related uh, reasons. Oh, I saw the animated show, too, I guess. And uh, and so, and I'm, I'm aware of it, uh, but it is not something that I'm necessarily involved in. So I think that's a nice little gamut of experiences with the content. Uh, make for an interesting discussion. Um, so also just to let you know, uh, curious low and I chatted about game of Thrones for 15 to 20 minutes for our member pre-show today. So, uh, if you want to hear that, uh, curious low, a huge game of Thrones fan, she has read, uh, all the books and, uh, had some really interesting things to say. Uh, so that is available for members in your podcast feed, your dedicated podcast feed. And if you're interested in being a member of Sif Pop, feel free to hit up Patreon, patreon.com slash Sif Pop. And a reminder that Sif the Thrones has two episodes left. So if you do enjoy Game of Thrones and you want to subscribe to the, our Game of Thrones podcast uh, that we do with Chris from CinemaSins, uh, you can do that. Just search for Sift, S-I-F-T, The Thrones, uh, wherever you do your podcasts. Um, and I think Spotify as well. I think it's on Spotify, some different places. So Just give it to the good old Google. You might find it. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. Well, we're going to have a good time. A uh, little bit of a time crunch today. So I don't know that that'll make it a shorter episode. My bad. Nah, I mean, you know, what can you, you can't run through a train. I mean, despite what you've <laughs> seen on uh, Fast and the Furious movies. I was movies. just about to say, I've seen Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I see how they do it. It seems simple enough. I don't know if my car's low enough, though. To, like glide underneath well and part of it's me too because it's graduation weekend one of my kids is graduating and so the whole family's here and we're doing a dinner today and gosh where were you what were where was your mind 18 years ago <laughs> what were you thinking about the show then huh uh yeah i should have thought ahead <laughs> on that one selfish i'm apologizing for that right now yeah. uh but we're gonna have a good show lots of fun uh of course we've got the usual stuff we'll do some buried treasure at the end uh we've got a uh sift quest uh that's pretty interesting to Day, and then our best ever challenge will be about unique pet movies, which is fun. Um, and of course, we'll review Detective Pikachu. But Andrew likes to kick us off with some Do We Care? Every single week, I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick some topics for us to discuss, and we must decide whether we care about them or not. Number one, <laughs> Ron Howard says a Willow series will be heading to Disney+. Plus. Hmm. What do we think about this? Curious Low, do you care? I, I'm very intrigued by that. I love Willow. Yeah. I love Willow so Same. much. Yeah. I don't know if Warwick Davis or Val Kilmer will reprise their roles, but uh, yeah. So this yeah. is a this is a uh, movie about uh, a tree. Is that right? A willow tree? Yes. Uh, like a weeping willow? Mm -hmm. It's okay. actually the weeping willow tree from the Pocahontas movie, okay. except it's live action. Oh, I didn't realize it was a Pocahontas spinoff. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm super into well, it. Well, Pocahontas is a willow spinoff. Oh, yeah. got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, no, I am vaguely familiar, even though I think I've watched it once. Once? When I was much younger. Well, that's but... a shame. That's a multi-watch Willow was like, a, after you watched The NeverEnding Story, you put in Willow for me. It was yeah. a back-to-back -back feature. It's like a chaser. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good chaser. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm glad that you guys are excited for it. I'm, I mean, I like Ron Howard, so he produces pretty good stuff every once in a while. Every so. now and then, yeah. So we can we can go with that. Um, I'm, I'm super... I, I don't know that I could get more pumped for Disney Plus. And I oh think they've, they've done such a fabulous job at, you know, dominating... The idea of what a streaming service would be from them, uh, I'm I'm really impressed with their their marketing strategy on this and everything that they're doing. Yeah, as such a huge Disney fan, uh, Lo, what have you thought of the whole Disney Plus thing? I they did that press conference like the day before Star Wars Celebration started, and I'm a big Star Wars fan too. So I was I was in such a Star Wars like mindset, and then that that happened. And I was like, wait a second, how am I supposed to be excited about Star Wars now? Like, there's so much cool <laughs> stuff coming. I was like, is it November yet? Like, come on, when can I get my hands on this? Because I've been doing the insane task of watching every Disney movie. Like, like every single live action, animated, anything that's on their Wikipedia page. Wow. And it's been really difficult to find some of these movies. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> there are some that you probably shouldn't watch. Like oh, uh, the uncle, I, what's the the really song of the south? Yeah, I've song seen of the that south. Before, and yeah. I did rewatch it, and 
somewhere in the recesses of my Twitter is me being like, oh, this is so racist. Oh, man, I forgot how racist this is. I had that experience with Dumbo, um, rewatching it for the new movie that came out. Uh, I knew there was the, you know, the crows. crows. I knew about the crow scene and the racism there. I didn't remember the Roustabout song, which is basically a bunch of black men singing about wasting their money on alcohol and like just enjoying it because it's life. And, you know, it's just, man, it's 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 wild. Some of the racism that's in some of that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Good job. There's, Walt. Been, there's been some really great gems in there. In fact, sneak peek, my, my buried treasure may or may not be one of them. Ooh. Hey. And uh and but there's been there's more than just the famously racist movies there's been a couple that i'm like i've never heard of this one and this is low-key very racist wow that's (laughs) exciting that's how you do a tease right there andrew yeah that's how you do a tease for buried (laughs) treasure you tease racism i mean that's gonna get (laughs) people to stick around no Uh, no no. which is maybe why i liked it so much i was (laughs) like oh what a breath of fresh air that makes it much better well keeping in uh, mind with Disney and Star Wars number two. Yeah, go for it. You remember how Disney said they were going to be taking a break from Star Wars after um, the uh, Rise of Skywalker I do remember that, yeah. Well, it's not as long a break as you thought it was, (laughs) because they just announced the new Star Wars movies in 2022, 24, and 26. Yeah, that's only a couple year break. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's probably it's you're taking one extra year off from 2019 i mean that's a break well it is when they've been doing one a year right like it it will feel like we're not going to get a star wars movie for a couple years that that will feel like a break after what's been happening so far right i think they're like yeah we're gonna take a break and then they think oh wait we spent like what four or eight billion dollars on star wars we can't take a break so which which trilogy do you think this is going to be well they haven't even said it's going to be a trilogy for sure yeah i don't think it'll be a trilogy okay what do you think i think i think it's going to be some because they've they keep teasing and then taking off the shelf and then teasing and taking off the shelf a obi-wan movie Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if they do that because they know the fans are chomping at the bit for that one um so I think that they could they know that they could make gangbusters on on an Obi-Wan movie. I wouldn't be surprised if they did a Knights of the Old Republic, but I would I would assume that if they did Knights of the Old Republic, it would actually be a TV series on Disney Plus. I think that's where they would head that to. But mm-hmm. there's there's a plethora of stories they could tell. And I think that because they were originally planning on doing those Star Wars story standalone movies like every year. Or like the in-between years for the trilogy. But mm-hmm. then afterwards, I think they were planning on doing one a year. I think that they probably have a lot of scripts that they were excited for, but then decided to kind of pull back. Hmm. Yeah. But that's complete conjecture. <laughs> yeah. My conjecture is it will be one of the trilogies. I think it'll either okay. be the Ryan Johnson trilogy or the Benioff uh, and the Game of Thrones trilogy, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the the Stars of Thrones or something. Um, so <laughs> I think it might be... Galen Malik, who is Darth Vader's apprentice, like Sith apprentice. Okay. Or it could be what I've heard is a K2SO Cassian Andor spinoff hmm. from Rogue One. I think like, that's that's a TV show yeah. that's coming out. Oh, it's a TV show? I think they're doing that yeah. on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Because I know they're new in The Mandalorian, which the trailer for that looks great. Oh, does it? Yeah. That's cool. Well, it, less of a teaser is more of a like behind the scenes, you know, sort of thing. It was like a featurette. Yeah, but it, it had it had a couple things that were like actual footage, but it yeah. was a lot of like, here's shot, like here's footage of the camera filming the action. Yeah, type of thing. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. It's definitely something I care about. I'm I'm excited to see how that whole calendar of releases was so interesting to see how they're planning on rolling out the Fox stuff. You know, specifically Avatar got moved back another year. Um, and, you know, and then they've got so much of the stuff on that calendar is just untitled Pixar film, untitled Marvel film, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how all that stuff rounds out. This is a fascinating time in Disney's content production. It really is. There's so many unknowns yeah. uh, right now. I still think we only for sure know the next Pixar movie. Like, that's the, the whatever the original is that they're doing next. That's the only one that we know. So... Um, and as far as Marvel, they haven't really announced the next phase or anything yet. Well, they have like four or five movies they've announced for Marvel. Right. But we don't know the order that some of them are even right. coming out yeah. in. Or like what their titles are. We just know, oh, it's a Black Panther sequel. Yeah. 
Well, the Eternals, we know that one. Right. Which they've already announced even more people in the cast for that, but that's not do we care worthy. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I think it's a fascinating time because there's so much unknown uh you know about what's happening next so yeah very about cool. how i feel as a massive disney fan like yeah. <laughs> i've been following well, life's their good. production for since i was like 13 was when i really started getting obsessed with disney and it's it's been nuts over the last few years well and they you know and they announced that uh um that uh endgame is going to stream exclusively on disney plus in <gasps> de- in december so it's like you know they they're they're really getting ahead of of the mm-hmm. game here so nice. fascinating. All right. Yeah. Number three. Number three. Do it. Uh, we're not going to care about this, but <laughs> David S. Goyer is rebooting Hellraiser. Yeah. I, I, I have no interest in that. Yeah. I <laughs> That's going to wrap it up. Or do we care? You know, we did have. Did you see somebody on Twitter said that they want you to bring back the or not or not? Did they? Yeah. They were like, I always loved it. I always thought it was on purpose and it was one of my favorite things and I miss it. No, it's just because I'm an idiot <laughs> and I don't know how words so, work. I will just leave it up to you, Andrew. I'll, I'll, you just be I'll change you. it up every now and there then. There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw in that extra or not. Throw a there. third one in there every once in a while. See yeah. how that goes. <laughs> every single week or not. I just can't really <laughs> Yeah, something like that. All right. Uh, very exciting. Uh, let's get into the review. We're going to take a look at Detective Pikachu. You wanted to be a Pokemon trainer when you were young. Yeah, that didn't really work out. Someone there? Whoever you are, I know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know. You can't understand me, but put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Ace Detective Harry Goodman goes mysteriously missing, prompting his 21-year-old son, Tim, to find out what happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, wisecracking adorable super sleuth, Detective Pikachu. Finding that they are uniquely equipped to work together as Tim is the only human who can talk with Pikachu, they join forces to unravel the tangled mystery. Um, this is really, I think, the first big market blockbuster Pokemon movie, right? There have been others yeah. that have been yeah. produced by the company. Uh, I think three others that have been feature length films, if mm-hmm. you include Pokemon, the well, first movie. It's hard for me to remember which ones have gone to theaters or not because they come out with a new Pokemon movie like it's like every other year. Oh, right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think as far as ones that went to theaters, it's been like three or so. So and all of them were like early on. So this is an interesting kind of launching pad for the content. Uh, obviously, they would love to have a Pokemon expanded universe in cinemas doing uh, gangbuster work. So let's just Doesn't fa- everybody want an expanded <laughs> yes. universe nowadays. Yes, yes, I think they do. And unfortunately, there's only been one successful one so far. So it turns out it might be a difficult thing to pull <laughs> off. Um, so what did you guys think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Andrew? I liked it. He's going Maybe with, really liked it. Maybe really liked Maybe. it. Maybe. Low, what Probably do you think? Probably not. I would say I'm in the same same boat there. I liked it. Didn't love it, but it was very fun. All right. A nice, nice big liked it. I think I'm on either the way upper side of it was okay or the way lower side of liked, liked it. it. Yeah. Um, so probably a little bit below you guys. And I wonder, and I'll just start here. I wonder if it's because of my lack of familiarity with the material. I was lost a lot. Um, there was a lot going on that I didn't connect with or understand. You know what? It reminded me of the World of Warcraft movie is what it reminded me of. Mm. This, this idea that there's a lot of fan service in a lot of inside jokes that I can tell are there but they're just going over my head. Is that possible from you guys who maybe have a little more? I was literally going to say that it reminded me a lot of the Warcraft movie. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Because it felt like it was really fun and good. I quite liked Warcraft. I know that that's a bit of a... Me too. Uh, up in the air for mm-hmm. some people. Yeah. But same same thing here. It was like super fun, loved it, like had a really great time, but it's not like it's not like the best movie that could have possibly been made. You know, it's not, it's not Iron Man. If we're, if we're going to make the uh, extended universe analogy there. 
Yeah, and we usually start with a positive. I know this is kind of a negative for me, but I think it informs kind of how we talk about the movie um, be, because I was lost. Now, Andrew, you seem to not necessarily have a ton of familiarity with the source material either. Am I, I mean, no, yeah, by you're what right. you said, um, but you had a little bit more of a time. But did you ever feel that? Did you ever feel like, oh, I, I think there's a joke there. It's just not necessarily landing with me. Well, not on that level but more along the lines of i didn't know that character was capable of that or i didn't know that pokemon could do this sort of thing like mm. it made me question what i thought i knew if that makes sense it sounds like you know pokemon a lot more than even i do because i didn't they said something about i you know getting somebody a water pokemon or a fire pokemon i was like what there's different <laughs> categories oh, yeah there's different like oh, uh, yeah. water there are water pokemon they're good to battle against fire pokemon. I, love, I just got i just got curious low sweet summer child voice which yeah. i which i oh, love oh honey <laughs> so yeah so that was my experience was like i had no I, I i vaguely understood that there's you know you capture them right with a with a pokeball and that part of the movie was done and gone within the first 10 minutes. Well, that's an interesting thing because this specific movie takes place in a city where they don't do any of that. So right. a lot of the staples of Pokemon are not, they don't exist. Yes. Yeah. So that, that was probably my biggest negative. And I know part of that is coming from the fact that they're adapting a game that wasn't about, because Detective Pikachu was a game. Oh, um, Okay. Well, like spin-off, not part of the main series game. And so I get that they were kind of maybe going for a less well-known part of the franchise. So it didn't disappoint people if it was bad. And mm -hmm. like It was kind of a safer bet. But at the same time, because it was safe in that sense, they didn't have the classic like, all right, we're going to have a trainer who's catching Pokemon and training them up. And they're going to go up against the... The like essentially like World Series championship type yeah. of a thing. I like think I would have liked that movie more because I understand that part of it. Like I get that part of it. Mm -hmm. um, I just felt like in in I do want to get to some positives here uh, because <laughs> honestly, this isn't as much of a negative as it is just kind of a warning. Like if you if you know the material well, you know you're going to catch more than somebody like me who hey. doesn't who doesn't really <laughs> know the material at all. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to transition into a pro because I think this is where you and even Lowe are different than me because I look at this world and I think that it's beautifully fleshed out. Like I see like, oh, this is so cool. Like I totally buy in that there is a city where Pokemon and humans live in coexistence. You know, there's, mm -hmm. they're not, they're not caught, you know, they just walk around, they have jobs like the rest of us and stuff like that. And I thought that the way, maybe it's just, I also think that the CGI was really good, that it just made it that much more believable. But uh, Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. In the world of Sonic really, really being down in that uncanny valley, <laughs> I think they came out the other side of it <laughs> for the yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, I actually have that as one of my positives, too. I, I it, is, it is a world I don't necessarily understand, but boy, is it a world I want to understand. Like, they mm -hmm. bring me to a place where... I'm going, oh, that's cool. That's beautiful. I love, I mean, and, and often that's adorable. You yeah. know, like there's there's a lot of um, interesting stuff going on. And it makes me wish I understood it more and wish, wish I had more time with the world building yeah. prior to this. Because I do love uh, how they have realized, you know, this world. It, it reminded me of Alita Battle Angel in the sense that it's a world like I just... I need to know more about now. Yes, I had that feeling, definitely. I want to see more of this, right? Yeah, yeah definitely had that feeling. Uh, Lo, what, was, what are your positives? Um, I honestly, and maybe it's because this was very much a movie that I don't think necessarily was directed at young children, but they certainly wanted, or like exclusively directed at them, but mm -hmm. they certainly wanted it to be very accessible for quite young children. I think I just let my guard down because a lot of the clues were being spoon fed to me that the twists at the end, like floored me. <laughs> yeah, no, I have that in my positive like, too. Yeah. I was like, I... What? <laughs> yeah. It worked yeah. for me too. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Cause no. afterwards you feel, Oh yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. it totally worked for me. Um, I found all of the story turns surprising and interesting. Um, and not only that, 
they they served a purpose. There was a, a story, a meaning to them, an emotion to them that uh, that I, I don't know that I was necessarily expecting that. And that's probably the reason they work so well, right? Is because it plays off of your expectations, like you were saying, um, Low. So that's I think that's another great point. What do you guys think about Justice Smith, the main kid? Oh, um, I thought he was fine. I thought he was actually really good. Like, there's a scene where he's like, uh, you know, opening up, you know, to Pikachu, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he got real, and I was like, wow, that kid's got some acting chops on him. My 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 eyes are squirtling. Yeah, he's. <laughs> that just sounds wrong. <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna play. Um, what'd you think of Ryan Reynolds? I loved Ryan Reynolds. That's my main positive. Yeah. Um, I Ryan Reynolds is always welcome in every movie ever. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like that dude. There's just something about his ease of wit mm-hmm. that always connects with me. Because um, I know going into this movie, you uh, confided to me your hesitancy about, well, how is Ryan Reynolds really going to do his Pikachu? Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that you thought it came out pretty well. Well, in in yeah, and maybe wait, we'll wait till spoilers to talk about more but there's there's yeah. reasons that it works and um it's man I, I just think it's it's a good performance and it's fun and it's interesting and it's funny and um man i just i was impressed nice. with ryan reynolds what did you think lo uh same i i have to say that justice smith is in this movie called paper towns it came out a few years back okay. and in that movie they sing the Pokemon theme song. It's a bunch of teenage guys, and I just love that it has come full circle now. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's hilarious. Yeah, the only movie I think I've seen him in is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which I was right. not a fan of. <laughs> yeah, that's where I recognize him from, too. Yeah. is from the Jurassic World movie. Which I thought he was a uh, a useless character who didn't, you know, forward the story in any way. Kind of like how I felt with Lucy Stevens in this movie, I, the female intern reporter girl. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, what? I don't see what you're bringing to the table to forward the story, really. Yeah, I guess I'm alone in that. No, right, no, no. no. Cool. I just hadn't thought about it. No. I, I, I honestly hadn't considered her pertinence to what was going on. Um, she, she is very much a side character in this movie. Um, and maybe the movie is indicating it wants her to be more of a, yeah. you know, a, a main character, but that's not how it's played. I don't think yeah. it's kind of like her and Pikachu are filling the same space mm-hmm. as far as like what they're bringing to the dynamic of the group. And yeah. you could have easily just had Pikachu doing all the things that she was doing. Cause she was just pointing out clues and that was Pikachu's main role in this movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I think that it's important that they have a female character in there because there are female Pokemon fans too. Uh-huh, um, yes, but I think that they should have done a maybe slightly better job. It feels kind of like we need a girl in this movie, so let's just find a, a exactly a character yeah, that she what, can. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Which is, you know, a shame because I can think of a whole bunch of different, you know, character archetypes that she could have fulfilled, like a Pokemon savant. She knows so much about Pokemon, like she mm-hmm. could have been there to guide. Um, well, even Tim if, even if this. they're even if they're the, here's the problem. Here's where I think they face a problem. If you make them a team, then you're short circuiting the Poke the Pikachu Tim dynamic that is so important and valuable to the, you know what I mean? Like in, in part of that has to do with what Lowe's saying, they, they serve kind of the same purpose. She and Pikachu do. I think you do better if you're looking for, um, you know, to, I, more than adding a female character, why not make, um, you know, one of the media conglomerate guys, uh, a daughter or a mother or, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or, um, I don't know. You know, I just think there's other... It, it does. It feels a little shoehorned in. A character just for the, sac, for the sake of them being a, a love interest is just lacking. Yeah. <laughs> At the end when he was like, the woman that I, I think he said I'm attracted to, which was an odd choice for, again, <laughs> I a think pretty it, much kids movie. Yeah, I think that just <laughs> underlines how minimalistic her character was. And it's a shame. Yeah, it really no. is. Yeah. No, I think that's a valid point. Very valid point. Yeah. Um... Uh, you know, I've I've pretty much talked about all my stuff, so you guys just just keep going. 
I think there are one too many yada yadas to forward the story in this. Mm-hmm. I think there's like, okay, you yada yada that, but then you yada yada that. Did you guys really? I know it's a kids movie, but yeah, you also got to think how many twenty thirties out there have grown up playing or know Pokemon, and you have to, you know, you can make a kids movie, but still actually put some effort into it Mm -hmm. you know i mean look at pixar that's what pixar does right they make kids movies but they are so well thought out yeah and and i think part of it too is it's just like there are there are large sections of exposition in this movie that slow it down a little bit and it's because they're trying to find their way around all these different pieces of the plot that they've chosen to to put in here and i don't know like i mean that's a that's early on story crafting kind of stuff right that they would have had to have done differently yeah i would have made one big change again i'm not a screenwriter but (laughs) i would have made one big change and that was to have there's multiple flashbacks that he has near the beginning of the movie that i think would have served better if they were like a little preamble a little their own thing of like, this is all the stuff that happened between him and his dad and Mm -hmm. and his mom and dealing with that and leading into like a 10 years later or however long it was supposed to be. And then going into that opening scene of him trying to catch a Pokemon. Um, Because the, the like main character sits on his bed and has flashbacks is like a little disjointed and weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is. And and because it's disjointed, it's kind of, I don't know. It, the, there were just times, and I got a good night's sleep last night, but or the night before. <laughs> what? But I, there were times <laughs> where my eyes were fading. Like, I was just like, I'm not connected to this right uh-huh. now. Okay. And, oh, I was into it. Yeah. I it, could just see where there were problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with low on that one. Well, also. and again, it may, be, it may be, again, it comes down to I wasn't having the jolt of... Oh, oh, look at that character, you know, or look at that character. You're full of unintentional puns today. <laughs> are they unintentional, though? I don't know. You Usually you wink at me. You're like, see what I did there? You see what I did I just there? feel like at times the movie was a bit Snorlax. That's, hey. all, I'm, that's all I'm saying. Uh, I have one last thing. I think that uh, you and I, we've talked about this a plethora of times with movies. If you give us a rule for your universe follow that rule throughout the movie mm-hmm. there are some rule breakings in this movie Ooh, i'm excited for spoilers then because i don't remember seeing them yeah there were some things that rule broke that i thought were rule breaky but because of a certain twist they weren't oh okay well, i think actually, i know what you're talking about there actually those things like because of the reveals and stuff i'm like well uh-huh. then that just that disinforms all the stuff prior to that i can't wait for spoilers to yeah, talk about this this is, this is gonna be an interesting spoil. i can't wait to hear you guys talk about this yeah. stuff that's that's fascinating see what we're doing right here we're really selling the fact people need to listen to the spoiler cast yeah the sif spoil is coming yeah. um lo did you have anything else you got one last thing uh not specifically i feel like i said so many negative things that i just really want to reiterate that part of the reason i had so many negatives is that the positives are just very much like it was cute it was fun like it, nothing was deep enough for me to feel like I I don't know. It's definitely a kid's movie that can also appeal to adults. Mm-hmm. So just go in expecting to have like a fun Pokemon ride and you'll be good, I think. I think I want to reemphasize for my one last thing that I actually want to see more. Like I want to go back to this world. I want, you know, yeah. that's as much as I didn't enjoy it as much as you guys, it was entertaining and engaging enough and interesting enough. That's probably the best adjective. It was interesting enough that I want to go back. And I think that means something. I, I don't think that's, you know, not not worth saying. So. Oh, yeah, that definitely applies to the world building. I think world building above all else can bring somebody back to a movie, mm-hmm. you know, just to, to get immersed in something like that. It's very yeah. powerful. Um, yeah. I'd still, even though I'd say I just liked it, I'd definitely recommend it. I think it's a recommend. Yeah, yeah for sure. Lil, you think it's a recommend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I I do. I think it's a recommend, even from somebody who doesn't really know that world, obviously, very much. Um, it's a good time and uh, an interesting world building. I think that an, alone is enough to to send you that way. So there you go. There's uh, Detec- Detective Pikachu, and we will talk spoilers, of course, in our Sif Spoil episode 
that we'll be following this episode. Um, I think we're on to the best ever challenge. Yeah, buddy. So best ever unique pet movies. I love categories like this where you kind of get to play with them and stretch the definition of I what a pet is. I was just I'm stretching the definition here. <laughs> so this could be a My lot of fun. My number one is a big stretch. Oh, I cannot wait. Cannot wait to hear it. Uh, we'll go number five to number one. We'll do some honorable mentions after that. And just a reminder, if you go to sifpop.com, uh, we do the best ever challenge uh, there every Friday. It's released, so you can go see what the Sif Pop gurus chose for their best ever unique pet movies at sifpop.com. Um, Andrew, why don't you kick us off with your number five best ever unique pet movie? And Lo, I think you've played Trump Rules before. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've got a movie listed higher, just say Trump, and we'll wait till the person who has it highest uh, to yep. talk about it. All right. Um, Clash of the Titans, 1981. Not the new Ooh. one. Yeah. Couple of pets in that movie. Yeah. Um, there's Bubo, the uh, the robotic owl. Okay. Or you could, which, you know, Perseus uses mm-hmm. around, but you could also count the Kraken as Zeus and Poseidon's pet. Oh, yeah. You really sure. could. No, they, totally. Yeah. Kraken, a. Uh, that was pretty good. Good. I think that's like one of the most famous big monsters in a movie. Is okay. the Kraken from Clash of the Titans? I love that. Movie. And from Hotel Transylvania three. So, yes. You know, and it's the important. Pirates movies. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. No. Good choice. Uh. I'll go next. Uh. I've got Wally at number five. Who's he a pet too though? No, Wally's not the pet. The the cockroach, the, the cockroach, the cockroach? is his pet. Okay. That's a unique pet, right? It is a unique Definitely. pet. Definitely. Um, uh, funny side story. Uh, Danae, host emeritus for Sif Pops, mm-hmm. uh, daughter Iris, uh, I introduced her to the movie Wally. And the other morning, she woke up saying, I want to see Aaron. I want to see Aaron. And Danae was like, okay, well, I'll see if we can go over there and hang out. So she brings her over, you know, drives her all the way to our house. She walks in the door and goes, Eva. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just the avenue to which she gets to watch Wally. That's hilarious. For that alone, it deserves at least in the top five. If I would have thought of Wally, it definitely would have made my top five. Yeah. Yeah, my top five is basically uh, top five Pixar movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. uh, What do you got, Lo, for your number five? Mine is the Little Mermaid. Oh, Sebastian, is that who you're or thinking flounder. of? Or flounder? Sebastian and Flounder. Yeah. I think they both qualify. I mean, in what other movie? I'm sure people can think of some, but in what other movie do you almost accidentally eat your pet being <laughs> served to you? That's a good question. That's a good question. Well, Les poissons, les poissons. Uh, all right, Andrew. <laughs> after my terrible French uh, accent. Yeah, uh, continue that's, on with that's Frenchist right there. Going um, with number four, you're probably going to trump it up. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and trump that. Okay, uh, and then I'll do my number four, Ratatouille. That's okay. a unique pet, right? Linguini has Definitely. a rat under his hat. I thought I you were going to say is the pet. I was going to say I thought that you were going to say Linguini you know is the pet's Ratatouille. That, that is actually probably more accurate. Yeah. That is, you are absolutely a hundred percent right. Yeah. Uh, Linguini is the unique pet that can be controlled by his hair. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, look, I, I talk about Pixar movies so much. Uh, I don't know what to to re say about this movie, but it's so wonderful. Have I ever told you how much I don't like Ratatouille? No. Yeah, I don't like that movie. Oh, what is it? I don't know. It just it wasn't appealing to me. Or like like a rat that can cook food. I'm mean, like, yeah, that's a that's a movie. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's but like it should have worked. I'm that's like, it's the Pixar, point. and I like Isn't Patton that Pixar's Oswald. bread and butter. They take something that sounds very benign and then mm-hmm. make it amazing. Yeah, but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that's the point, Andrew. Anyone can cook. Like even the person you know that you don't think should be cooking. No. You have to drop your prejudices and let a rat cook your food. No, man. I, <laughs> I'm a bigot, man. I like I like putting people down. <laughs> You're a rodentist. I'm a rodentist. Uh, Actually, I am because I just killed a mouse yesterday. Oh, man. Yeah. Poor well, Ben. Is that what his name was? I think that's what Michael said. Okay. Uh, all right, Lo, what do you got at your number four? I have Life of Pi. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. That's definitely a unique pet. Yeah. And uh, a deadly relationship, mm-hmm. potentially deadly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Life of Pi, can I be honest? 
I mm-hmm. it continues to grow on me. I think it is one of the most underrated movies. Um, I know it got some Oscar love that year, but not enough. And man, is it a gorgeous movie! It is so beautiful. I'll give it that it's gorgeous. Ang Lee just has that ability to make yeah. anything. Beautiful. I don't usually like Ang Lee movies. Really? I really don't. But that one, man, that one spoke to me. Oh no, man! It's right up there with the Hulk. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> but no, I mean, you think of like uh, Crouching Tiger or. Um, uh, Brokeback Mountain. Those mm-hmm. are gorgeous movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. I think we're on to number three. E.T., the extraterrestrial. That's a great choice. Yeah. Actually, I'm saying Elliot is the pet. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I think you're wrong, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, that movie was like part of my childhood growing up, you know. That's Spielberg whenever he was getting weird because <laughs> yeah. he did that. And then I think it was... The year before, or I could be wrong, he did uh, Close Encounters. Mm-hmm. He was on an alien uh, bender there for a while. There. Have I talked about how E.T. is on my list of shame? Oh, you haven't seen it? I, I have, only because I, I've seen enough of the parts to make the whole. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, But I haven't just like sat down and watched it, you know? That's so, interesting. It was yeah. a little before my time, and so I grew up being very scared of it, and I still can't shake the fact that when I watch that movie, I'm so weirded out. <laughs> My sister is terrified of E.T. Yeah. There's a scene where Elliot is like sitting on a lounge chair at night and then E.T. is like in the shed and he just slowly creeps out. Uh-huh. And my sister like had nightmares like throughout her childhood because of that. The E.T. wobble. The E.T. wobble. Yeah. Actually, I can't, I got to find the original cut of that movie because like all I can see now are like the... Uh, the in quote unquote enhanced versions. Oh, where they take the guns out and stuff. Yeah, where they take the guns out and they replace them with walkie talkies. Uh-huh. It's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> um, but also, like, uh, they you know they CGI ET instead of like having like animatronic moments. That oh, I think that I think ruin it. That's fascinating. But no, the walkie talkie thing is hilarious. <laughs> uh, all right, my number three is the Iron Giant. Trump. Ah, nice. Uh, what do you got at number three, Lo? Lilo and Stitch. Oh, nice. Oh, that was I thought it mention. might be Trump's, but that's yeah, an honorable yeah. mention. No, I did. I did have it in my honorable mentions, but uh, but yeah, tell us about the amazingness that is in Lilo and Stitch. Oh, it's uh, this really doesn't have that much to do with Stitch himself, but we were actually talking about this earlier before we started recording. That uh, my sister is Pacific Islander, and she's adopted. And she's also part Native American, and we almost lost her mm. after we'd had her for two years. And that movie came out right around that time. Wow. So I have this like huge emotional connection yeah. to the social worker. And like, it, it, listen, it's a scene that everybody cries at, but I just cry harder <laughs> when, <laughs> yeah. when they're singing Aloha Oi and Stitch is there with his book. And it's just, oh, I know that's not a ton about the pet of Stitch, but. Mm-hmm. No, I mean. Emotional connections are what make us love yeah. or dislike movies. So. Yeah. No, that's a great choice. It's definitely valid. Great choice. On to our number two. This is where I have the Iron Giant. All right. Which I'm surprised I had it higher than you because every single time this movie gets brought up, you praise it so much more it's than so I do. It's so great. It is so great. I mean, it's touching. It's a coming-of-age movie. It's finding out who you are, discovering, I don't know, I'm just re- defining coming of age but it's it's funny it's heartbreaking it's uplifting movie's great yeah it's so much about uh free will and and prejudice and i mean it just the performances are great you forget that that's jennifer aniston you know you forget that's uh, vin diesel (laughs) that's vin diesel right um harry connick jr is great in it you know uh yeah i i and that's uh brad bird's first movie so that's two brad bird movies on my list Mm -hmm. um but yeah the iron giant is one of the best superman uh my number two is how to train your dragon oh yeah i forgot you like those movies uh yes i do very very much especially the first one uh i've i've actually it is a movie that, I mean, immediately popped to mind with this category because their relationship is so owner and pet. Like, it's so dog and owner in a lot of ways. They treat this dragon like a puppy, 
in a lot of ways. And that's that it's just fascinating and cute and adorable and wonderful. And then the connection that they have throughout the movie and by the end of the movie uh, is even more meaningful and beautiful. And I just, it's, it's always going to be up there for me. The first time I saw it, I, uh, I just had an emotional connection to it that I don't think will ever, ever be broken. So I love how to train your dragon. Sweet sauce. Uh, Lo, what do you got at number two? I have Babe. <laughs> I love Babe. That's a great one. It's Bit in of my a honorable stretch mentions. because it's more about the pets than it is about the owners. But Battle mm-hmm. Do Pig is a classic and a tearjerker. And I grew up watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cromwell's so great in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Babe's a good one. That was definitely in my honorable mentions. I didn't even think of it. That's a good that's a good pick. All right, on to our number ones. I gotta give a shout out to the gurus list on sifpop.com for reminding me that this movie actually has a pet in it. It's not about a pet, but it has a pet. Uh-huh. I'm going with uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. The Rancor. The Rancor. Yeah. Oh, that guy was so sad when that Rancor died. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing that makes it, right? Yeah. Like you could have just called it a monster, but that movie makes it very evident that that is his pet. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and, and that's such an interesting and beautiful part of that movie that's just almost kind of like a throwaway, yeah. but it's just like, oh, everything means something to somebody. Yeah. Like they just had to tug at the heartstrings like, <laughs> oh, now I feel bad the Rancor's dead. <laughs> I was supposed to be rooting for Luke Skywalker like I've been doing for the last two movies, and now you're making me sad that he killed a, a <laughs> giant man-eating humanoid puppy. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a good choice. Return of the Jedi works. Um, my number one is Up, which has already been mentioned. Hi. Um, I yeah, I mean, talking dog certainly would would make for a unique pet. Yeah. What's the bird's name though? Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. yeah. I think Kevin's a female. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah that that movie is. Uh. I I fully admit I love it more than most. Um. But even most people at least reference the first 15 minutes of the movie is, you know, one of the most beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. One of the most beautiful beginnings, but I even love it beyond that. I think the, the relationship is such a unique relationship in film um, between this elderly man and this child and kind of figuring out, you know, together how to approach life. And I don't know. I just, that, that whole movie is special for me. So no, it is special. I mean, there's a reason why there so many people like, I hear a lot of people say that they think it's the best Pixar movie. Mm. I really It's one of my favorites, but Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's great. There you go. What do you got at number one, Lo? I have and listen, I said it was a stretch. I have Shaun of the Dead. Uh, <laughs> or that very ending end. scene. <laughs> that that ending Ed. scene where Ed is a zombie now and Sean has him out in the back shed and they go and play video games together and he's all chained up. It's just it's so like wholesomely macabre that I like. <laughs> I I'm gonna let it. her have it. I like that. Yeah, we'll let it. We'll let it go. Um, I, I, yeah, okay, fair enough. Because he's not human at that point either. He's a he's zombie. Not. You can have a zombie and as a take pet. Take care of him, and he has his own. He's out in the doghouse essentially, and he's yeah. got a chain, and you know they probably go out and feed him, and yeah, I think it works. <laughs> All right. We'll count it. Nicely yeah. done. That's a great choice. Uh, let's throw out some honorable mentions. Lo, did you have any honorable mentions? Uh, Iron Giant, which we already talked about. And the other one that I have is, again, sort of a stretch, which is why I didn't include it, which is my favorite, uh, well, my second favorite DreamWorks movie, Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Okay. Because there's a whole dynamic between this, the horse, the main horse, and this Native American that saves him and it's not necessarily a pet owner relationship, but the Native American, like he tries to make it that. And then he's like, no, you're free. And I just, I love that kind of concept of like, I want you to be my pet, but you're too wild for this. Go be free. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like Aria with with her dire wolf. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Those are good. Andrew, what do you got? Avatar. Yeah. I think that. Oh wait, no, no. You you like that movie too? I forgot. Yeah, no, I I really like Avatar. Yeah. It's in my top one hundred. It's Chris and Jeremy that don't like <laughs> yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's a great movie, and uh, yes, it is Dances with Wolves with Blue People. But uh, I just think that what? Okay, you could say that the uh, what are they called? The dragons. They're mm-hmm. uh, they're called something. I wish. Yeah. What? Yeah. What'd you say? Banshees. 
banshees. Yeah, banshees. Yeah, banshees are those weird uh, anteater horses mm-hmm, or whatever. Sure. Horses are pets, so banshees can be pets. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I think that works. Nice. I had it in my honorable mentions as well. Cool. Um, do you have any more? Actually, I, you could say dances with wolves. <laughs> <laughs> you could. That just dawned on me there too. Oh man, I just thought of one that could technically be in my top five. Howl's Moving Castle. Ooh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, um, Billy Crystal's character, uh, Pyrax, or I forget his name. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. But, yeah, man, I love that movie so much. Um, <laughs> Big Hero 6, I think, is worth a mention. <laughs> exactly, with Baymax. Uh, Isle of Dogs, I think, is worth a mention as well. Yep. Um, Kubo and the True Strings, definitely unique pets in that, and I love that movie. Pets and, oh, like the monkey and the cockroach. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I saw them more as companions as opposed well, the to cockroaches pets. coming up as pets. Yeah, <laughs> I'm missing out on a whole pet category here. Men in Black. Um, oh, the uh, the pug. Uh, oh, the pug, and also, but uh, also the cat. Oh but, yeah, yeah, right. But it's for actually, sure. Was yeah. the cat actually an alien, or was the cat just a cat? Yeah, I think the cat was uh, an alien. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, you could say uh, Captain Marvel too. Then, if you're going to go with with, uh, with the cat. yeah, that's a great pet. Um, Castaway, I think, is worth mentioning. Wilson. <laughs> Again, I see Wilson more because I thought about Castaway. I thought Wilson is more of a companion as opposed to a pet. Sure, sure. Uh, it's a distinct. It's a very fine line between it companion is. and, and pet. And this this one would definitely be more companion than pet. Um, and in fact, it brings up all sorts of weirdness to even mention it as a unique pet. So, so maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. No, maybe you've I won't. teased it too hard. You've got to say what it is now. Ex Machina. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. That's, that that's is a definitely very strange one. Actually, you know what? I think that Oscar Isaac treats her as exactly, a pet. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. No, no. It's uh, Donald Gleason that's really seeing her as, you know, an entity, like a mm-hmm. being. But yeah. it's Oscar Isaac who's like, I made her, so she's a right. pet. Right. No, that that definitely counts. It's it's interesting. We've already established an Iron Giant that a robot can count as a pet. Yeah. Um, and I do think Oscar Isaac that that is the problem. That is the key issue is that he sees it as a you know a pet to control and you know for purposes. So yeah. So anyways, I thought no, of it. A, it is weird, but you know, I wonder no, if it actually, might count. You know what? I'm I'm going with you on that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, before we head on to the Sift Quest for this week, just a reminder, if you want to be a member of Sift Pop, you can go to Patreon to do that. Patreon.com slash Sift Pop. And uh, thank you so much for your support of what happens at Sift Pop. A lot of cool stuff going on at SiftPop.com because of your support. A lot of stuff going on with the podcast. Thank you. A lot of stuff going on, on YouTube. All that happens because... You give a few bucks every month to help it out. Starts at three bucks a month, comes with some cool perks, uh, including an early look at YouTube videos, uh, your own podcast feed that has the bonus episodes. As mentioned, we chatted Game of Thrones with uh, Low on this bonus episode for members. So if you want to check all that out, you can go to patreon.com slash sift pop. All right, we're on to the sift quest. This comes uh, from Blake on the internets. You get to erase a movie from your memory. And watch it again with fresh eyes. Which do you pick? This is an interesting question. I love this question so much. It's interesting to me. Maybe we talk about this first. Because at first I'm thinking about movies that I loved as a child, right? Like, you know, Star Wars or um, Princess Bride or that kind of stuff, right? And then I'm like, no, nostalgia is actually the worst kind of movie to use for this, right? Because then you erase those Memories. emotions that you can't replace if i watched princess bride for the first time today there's no way i'm having the same feelings about it you know i'll still go oh that's a great movie that's beautiful that's wonderful but i i wouldn't want to erase the nostalgia so that was interesting to think about for me yeah you know because i was what... thinking the same thing about jurassic park right like um is the fact that i saw the movie so young and that i was Ima- or uh the fascinated with dinosaurs was that the reason why i loved it so much and that it holds such a dear place in my heart or is it the fact that it's just a great movie yeah lo so, how did you approach this question i didn't think about that at all went with favorite like nostalgia is definitely attached to this movie but I've sh- i would still love to see it for the first time again because i know i would still just be blown away well why don't we get into it then lo what, what was your choice Mine is the first Lord of the Rings movie. Mm, it's a good pick. Yeah. They're just, it's 
it's there's they're not my actual like top top favorite movies but they're up there in the top 10 all three of them and i i've seen them a million times so yeah it would be erasing some of that nostalgia and all the times i've watched them before but i would love to witness those stunning visuals for the first time again and the emotion that you get from you know losing gandalf and losing boromir and just oh i I would love to be able to watch that with fresh eyes again. I think that's great. And you have to know uh, here at Sif Pop, we consider those three movies one movie. So you can yeah, choose the Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, <laughs> all right. as your movie. Um, and but you also have to erase the hobbits and watch all those as well. <laughs> you can Honestly, be- I, I'm not somebody who dislikes the hobbit movies. Oh, good. So. It's nice Spark to know there are hobbit, there. <laughs> hobbit stands out there. Um, yeah. And it would be weird if it weren't that way, because if you just erase the, you know, the first one, but had, you know, had those feelings about the second two with, you know what? One. I thought about that. And then I realized, you know what? I'm putting way too much thought into this. Like that's trying what to break we do. It down. Yeah. And that's what we do. Yeah. Um, Andrew, you want to go next or you want me to? I'll let you go. Okay. Uh, I decided to land on something that is a magical movie experience, like that it that it you know it plays with your mind, does something interesting to your mind. That's a fun experience to have, right? Yeah. And the literal representation of this is the Prestige. <laughs> is that yours too? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It's, look, uh, just so you know, I'm not lying. No, it's no, no. written down. No, no, no. That's the Prestige. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's the perfect answer. I, I think it is. It's yeah. Perfect, For me, at least. No, because it's the only movie. As soon as I, I think I've said this before. As soon as I walked out of the theater, I immediately rebought a ticket mm-hmm. to watch it again, just so I could catch everything. Mm-hmm. That is the perfect answer. I well, and it, and again, it plays into. You could have also said something like Inception or even Whiplash. Like I loved the experience. Whiplash of, was a runner-up. Yeah. Did you look at my list? <laughs> no, I really didn't. <laughs> okay. But those are the kind of movies where you have this experience that the movie takes you on a journey, a very specific journey, and does something to you. And uh, and so those were the kind of movies I ended up, you know, focusing on. But the Prestige is li- that's literally what it's about. It's about the magic trick. You know, it's yeah. about um, understanding the, the process of that stuff. And I had a pun all lined up, or just or not a pun, but I was going to say, so you liked the movie that brought magic. Well, my movie's really about <laughs> magic, and then you you did. Um, the reason why I'm choosing The Prestige over Whiplash is because I think that Whiplash, you, even though you can watch it multiple times, I think that the quote-unquote magic mm-hmm. is still there, mm-hmm. whereas opposed to Whiplash, or I mean Prestige, the first time you see it, it is so mesmerizing and mm-hmm. fascinating. Agreed. And then that twist is like, oh, th- I just watched one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- I think that the prestige is the right answer. Well, sorry, Lo, you picked the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, what were you thinking? I love Lord of the Rings. My bad. <laughs> it, it's funny because I think Lord of the Rings is like a top three movie of all time. Yeah. And I no, chose the prestige over it. Yeah. Yeah, it's I it's it that that was fascinating. That yeah. was interesting. Um but thank you Blake for the question. If you have a question you would like to uh send our way and send us on a sift quest, uh all you got to do is email feedback at siftpop.com. That's feedback at siftpop.com. Uh it can be a question you've always wanted answered, it can be a debate you want us to solve between you and a friend. Uh anything you want us to chat about, just let us know. Uh, let's finish off with some buried treasure. What is the one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Uh, Andrew, we'll let you go first on this one. The devil. <laughs> uh, no, is Lu- the devil a piece of pop culture? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucifer is now in its fourth season on, it got picked up by Netflix. Okay. So, um, you don't have to watch it. I think it was on Fox beforehand. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, they just released season four all in one. I love that show so much. Yes, it's based on DC. So, you know, it already, you know, I have. Oh, it's a comic. It's based on a comic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lucifer's. Forgive my ignorance. That's fine. He's not a very well known. I think it's more. I think it's Vertigo as opposed to DC, but Vertigo is owned by DC. So I just nerded out on you. Anyway, (laughs) for those of you who don't know what Lucifer is about, it's yes, it's literally about the devil who is tired of ruling over hell. So he decides to move to Los Angeles to open up a nightclub and enjoy humanity. He wants to live in the city of angels, as he heard about it, hmm. and uh, he is a uh, 
what a suspect in a murder that he obviously, or I should say, didn't commit. So then he becomes a liaison to the LAPD to help them solve crimes. Very nice. It's such a great show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, basically it is. Yeah. It's Uh, such a fun show. Hello, what do you got? I've got, I mentioned this, I think, earlier in the episode that I've been watching every Disney movie in order. Oh, yeah. What's your racist movie? (laughs) Oh, it's not racist. I mean, it only has like white people in it. So (laughs) it's a little bit racist, a little racer there, but it's not overtly racist. Um, It's called The Third Man on the Mountain. Hmm. It's about a boy who lives in like a little Swiss village of like, it's like a tourist village where people come to get supplies and hire mountain guides to go summit these various mountains that surround this village. And the boy's father perished trying to summit this quote unquote unsummitable mountain and him trying to kind of bring his father's legacy and, and make it to the top of the mountain. It's a very man versus nature versus like conquering your own inner demons type of movie came out in 1959 so it's a little on the old school side. And it also, because I'm a huge theme park geek, it inspired the Matterhorn bobsleds at Disneyland Park. Oh, nice. Well, Loosely. if it's taking place in Switzerland, you really can't, you know, knock the movie for having a bunch of white people in it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, very nice choice. Uh, what you got? I, I'm going to go with uh, an album, a music album. Whoa. Remember those? Yeah. Um, we have uh, restarted our podcast, Shoe the Dough, and one of the segments we do uh, on that podcast, Danae and I, is called New Music Digest, and we're introduced to new albums through that, and I fell in love with an album on this latest episode that I want to make sure people know about. Uh, it's from an artist called Johnny Swim, and it's basically a male-female duet, and some of the harmonies and the way they play with music in this album is so fascinating, so beautiful. Um, it's also very, I'm going to say modern in that it has kind of a, a loopy, um, you know, uh, electronica feel to some of the backbeats, those kind of things. And yet the vocals feel very almost, do you remember the Civil Wars? Do you remember, you know, just kind of, yeah, that? I've heard of, you know, the oh, the band. I thought you were yeah. actually talking about, <laughs> I was like, I don't know where you're going with this. So the Civil, the Civil Wars, uh, kind of had that that you know early 19th century kind of you know folksy feel to it it's kind of that feel with the vocals with the modern backing and it's huh. it's very interesting to me i really fell in love with it i've loved every song i've heard off the album so i so thought, the band is johnny swim what's mm-hmm. the name of the album the album's called moonlight moonlight okay so uh yeah and it's just out just came out this past month and uh it's definitely one i think people should check out Nice. There you go. Well, we did it, guys. Podcasting. We did podcasting. We threw a pokey or a potty ball at the podcast, and we 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 won. A potty ball. A potty ball. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we're going with potty ball. You know what? I'm, put, I'm I'm this is the hill I'm dying on right here. It's a potty ball. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for being here. Body ball. You can find him at Flick Freaks. I'm at Aaron Dicer on Twitter. And a giant thanks to our guest guru, the Curious Low. Woo! Thank you. Where can people uh, find what you do? Send them somewhere. Uh, the Curious Low. Basically, anywhere social media is sold. Okay. <laughs> are they selling social media now? In fact, they are, aren't they? Say. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, much love and gratitude to our members of Sif uh, Pop as well for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month. You get access to every bonus episode of the podcast as well as some other fun perks, including a monthly video hangout. Also, your support directly helping Sif Pop expand in 2019 to some fun new areas. Find out more at patreon.com slash sifbop. And thank you for doing that. Lots of ways to connect with the podcast. You can leave a comment, uh, throw some stars at us on iTunes, leave a review there as well. That's very helpful. And if you ever want to send feedback, just send us an email, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so let them know about it. And that listening is much easier than subduing a hopped-up Charizard. 
We'll be back uh, with, by the way, how did I do on that pronunciation? Is it Very good. Charizard? Yeah. All right, good. I'm glad to hear it. We'll be back uh, next week with John Wick 3, and stay tuned for your Sif Spoil. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.